BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bear, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. He's back. That's right. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Diamond Talk. I am Aaron Mukes. I'm back. I, it's been a while since I've been here. Joined by my guy, the smoothest voice in sports casting, Mr. Dylan Kearns. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. I am doing well, and I'm not going to give you that cliche, I'm excited to be here thing that you always do. I, I am here, and I am very excited. I know that it's a, it's a, it's a tough time right now in Major League Baseball. A lot of teams that sold, or their, their fan bases are feeling sort of down, but uh, the teams that bought, they, they're feeling really good and looking forward to the postseason. Uh, I, I'm excited for everything that's going on. Major League Baseball is in a good place, and I'm excited to talk today. You know, this this week is special for, for the Rough Cut Sports cast. And we're, we're going to get into it as the week goes on. But it, it really is a special time for us. And in Major League Baseball, last week what I saw, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. The, the movement around the league, I almost feel like they took a page out of the NBA's book where teams just were, were flying after players and guys were switching teams. And it's... It's it's what we all want, right? We all want to see this excitement. Baseball's lacked excitement in the past. I'm I'm super stoked about it, and we have a really really good show tonight. Um, I, I know we got some special guests watching tonight. I, I'm excited. I'm, are, are you excited? I'm stoked. I already told you I'm excited. Uh, but before we get there, I, I did want to bring something up because I have missed two weeks, and I didn't get the the Dylan the Dylan Kearns emotion from last week that I really expected. Now, you and I had a trip planned to go to, you know, Giants ballpark to, to watch a game, something you've dreamed of since you were a kid. And I know you walked everybody through it last week, but I'm going to give you a moment to really tell people 
how you felt, not not the you know the politically correct. Hey, I'm Dylan Kearns. You know, it was unfortunate. I didn't get to go to the game. I want to know in those in the moment you were dealing with American Airlines, and yes, I will call them out because I'm very pissed off at them. What were you actually feeling? I was upset. I'm not going to lie. There was some rage going through my mind and I was a little bit upset at everything that was going on. I personally was, I felt, Hey, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter what's, what's going to happen going forward. I was realized, okay, if this doesn't happen, then I can do this. Then I can do this. Then I can do this. It really didn't hit me until that second flight, the LAX one was canceled at midnight where I was really like, you have got to be kidding me. I called you on the phone. I was sitting there debating on if I needed to go to check baggage. So I really regret because my bag is still in Charlotte and I don't know what all I've been getting by with, uh, with one of those, uh, dentist issued toothbrushes they give you for free after a checkup or whatever. So that one's getting old. I need my usual toothbrush back. I need my usual stuff back. But you know, I, I was I was upset. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, it, it's it's whatever. Life goes on. You can't really dwell on it too much. I'm not going to get heated. I mean, I have a 48 hour rule, and this is something I think a lot of people should uh, live by. Christ. After 48 hours go back, if you still feel the same way you did at that moment, then it's okay to act that way. Uh, as many of you know, I do not have the, I do not have that prepared, especially with the Travis Etienne news breaking. You got my raw reaction there. Right now, I'm I'm not as upset as I once was. Obviously, I, I I'm mad that I missed the trip, but I'm not as heated as I was back then. Just just disappointing. You know, I, I I'm upset for you. I'm pissed off because number one, I didn't own an air mattress, but guess who went out <laughs> and bought an air mattress for your stay? That was me. I had to return that piece of shit. And I, I, I didn't appreciate that, number one. Number two, I stocked the fridge because, you know, I know you like to eat. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Big fellas love to eat. Uh, yeah, I, I had everything planned out. I was telling my kids, like, you know, what to do and clean the house for you. And all of a sudden, Dylan's not coming. So um, I, I missed you. I, I wish you could come, but we'll have to plan it again sometime. And we will make sure that we get you to that ballpark. Yeah, I'm hoping, man. That's it's like I like you said. It's always been a dream of mine ever since I was playing MVP baseball 2003 on the old Xbox. I said I want to go there, and uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it happen. But I, I really appreciate you welcoming me in, even though I could not get in due to flight. But uh, an update on that: I did end up getting a refund, so uh, things are things are okay to where I could make that trip again. Good deal. We will make sure that dream comes true because here at the Rough Cut, that's what we do. We make your sports dreams come true. All right, let's get right into it. It's time to bring the heat, Dylan. Got some cheese, bud. Got some big, stinky cheese. I cannot start anywhere else but with your Chicago Cubs. The, the, the Cubs were, really, they were the team of the trade deadline. And not the team that we, you know, usually like to see, the team that's going out and getting all the pieces. But man, did they blow up that team? What happened? What? what let, let's start with Javi Baez. What? Javi Baez joins the Mets. What went wrong? Everybody early in the deadline, nobody thought he would move, and all of a sudden we're hearing Mets talk, and Javi Baez goes away. What? What happened there with Javi Baez? The thing with Javier Baez is right off, right off the top, you don't really expect someone of his caliber to be moved because when you look at Javier Baez, he's a performer. He's someone that he puts on the jersey, he goes out there, and he performs. Obviously, he has the high strikeout rates, and sometimes it scares people away like, oh, no, he's not that good. He doesn't do this. He shows up. He sells tickets. I mean, people were decked out in Mets gear for his uh, his arrival. Him and uh, Francisco Lindor, his buddy from Puerto Rico, they played against each other in high school. He's a flat 
flashy player, makes plays, and it's just he, 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 the Cubs, they lose a big, big spot with that. And I personally did not think that they were going to move Javier Baez. I thought he was the one person they were going to keep. But I think since the Craig Kimbrell trade yielded them Nick Magical, it made them realize, okay, we can have almost eight years of control of Nico Horner and Nick Magical up the middle, and we could potentially move a Javier Baez piece, and they did end up doing that. So kudos to the Mets for making a splash. And and when the Cubs, they, they, didn't, they didn't half-ass it. Let's be honest here at the deadline. They saw an opportunity to trade everybody, and they traded everybody. I was disappointed. Um, I was disappointed in the Cubs for a number of reasons. Um, Trading Javier Baez was was he is the type of player in an organization which not only draws a fan base, but just excites everybody in the city. Right. When he plays, like you said, he's a, has that electrifying mentality. He's going to he's going to go out there and do some stupid things at times, but he makes up for it with his energy and entertainment factor. I was disappointed that they let a guy like that go. I know. You had talked about you didn't think he was leaving. He loved the city of Chicago. We had conversations about it, and uh, it, it didn't work out. And, and another player that it didn't work out for was Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant, I, I remember a few years back when he first came in the league, he was one of the most talked about rookies. You know, there was the whole control issue. Do we want to keep him up or do we want to keep him down or do we want to pull him up? They kind of waited a while just so they can get that extra control, and then they brought him up. And Chris Bryant, talk, talk about his move to the Giants, because this is a, uh, you know, as a Giants fan, I love it. Um, what what did what does that mean for the Cubs at that position? Because third base, was, and, and he's versatile, right? He played outfield, he played third base. What does that leave the Cubs with now? Well, I'm going to start off from the top. You mentioned the service time issue. They really took advantage of that last year, getting him this year just to trade him in his last year of service time. So kudos to the management on that one. But looking at it, uh, he did bring that pers- uh, that positional versatility. Can play the outfield, plays third base, plays first base. You could literally put him anywhere, and he brings a lot. So it, he hits home runs. He gets on base. He does a lot of things well. There have been some durability issues in his career. He t- he tends to bang his thumb or whatever, and he ends up missing a few days. He's not he's not someone that's a gamer that goes out there every single time and battles. He's someone that you know he'll he'll take his days off, but he still brings a big professional at bat in your lineup. And he's someone that. The Cubs, they're going to miss dearly. He was he was someone that they brought up the, by themselves, uh, drafted, groomed, and just uh, rise him up to the MLB and put him in a great situation. And there were tears in his eyes when he got the phone call. I'm sure you saw that clip going out where he got the phone call that he was traded in Washington, and he was he, he was crying and whole, hugging the hitting coach sitting right there. So tough scene right there for Chris Bryant. But the Cubs did get an emergence of Patrick Wisdom, who stepped up for them playing third base, first base, a little bit of left field. So they're trying to – Give him the Kmart version of Chris Bryant. <laughs> the, the Kmart version. I, I, I like the fact you said he's homegrown. I think that's kind of a good – it sums up what Chris Bryant is. He was the Chicago Cubs. He's homegrown out of their, you know, out of their farm system. Uh, I'm excited for as a Giants fan. I'm excited because we, we really could use a bat like that. Um, obviously, he has a lot of experience now. Um, so I'm excited for, for Chris Bryant. I, again, disappointed in the Cubs for – choosing to just blow up that 2016 World Series team. But my biggest disappointment comes from a guy that I want to speak to, and that's Anthony Rizzo. Um, Rizzo is a guy I've been watching now for a long time. This, to me, he was the heart and soul of this Chicago Cubs team. He was there in 2016. To me, he is what Chicago embodies, the type of player he is, the enthusiasm he plays with, the energy, the effort. I mean, when you watch him on the baseball field, you're like, I want that guy on my team. 
Um, he's willing to do everything. And I, I, on this clip, I know we have him right here at the end pitching to Freddie Freeman. And this was significant to me because that's what he does. He, it's, a, it's a 10 to nothing baseball game. And this guy is willing to, let me step on the mound. Let me put on a show because this is my city. This is my team. And I felt like he's always taken on that leadership role there in Chicago. And I was just, it really is sad to see an organization that hadn't won for so long. I mean, I mean, forever. And then they go and they get guys like a Javi Baez, a Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo, and they win. And then, you know, they were in the NLCS. They were right there in the playoffs every year. And then it just all of a sudden falls apart. I don't, I'm not even a Cubs fan. I can only imagine what you're feeling about Anthony Rizzo or about Rizzo and, and just, and what that means to you, but I'm disappointed. That's really the theme of this bringing the heat segment is I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the Cubs. I can speak to multiple situations going on with the Cubs right now. And first of all, I want to give Rizzo his due as well. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, great player. I'll get into his leadership things here in a minute. Cause I don't, I don't agree with you there off the field. Great guy. He was in the community. And David Kaplan on ESPN 1000 today said when he first met Anthony in 2012, when he got traded from San Diego, it was June 26, 2012. He met him. And right after the game, Rizzo, he, he asked him, he said, hey, could I grab you for an interview or something? He said, no, I got to go over to the local hospital. I want to pay dues because he was a cancer survivor at the age of 18. So uh, David Kaplan's like, Oh, well, that's that's cool. Is it OK if I uh, do make take videos of you while you're over there and we could do like a whole story on it? He said, no, I don't do it for the cameras. I do it because it's right. And he, he literally was that guy. And they had a caller call into that same exact show that said his best friend owned a bar across the street from his house, his friend's house. And Anthony Rizzo, his friend ended up having a heart attack and passed away. But Anthony Rizzo went to that restaurant and knew that guy and was right there with him in the hospital. And he said that that's just the person he was. The community of Chicago really takes a hit with the loss of Anthony Rizzo. But when it comes to the leadership roles. This wait, is wait, wait. Before you get into that, stop, stop. You cannot speak about a man and put him on that pedestal that you just put him on and then come say, but. You should right. led with the off, off, off the field, like off that, that dude. I mean, 100%. Great, great guy for the community of Chicago. But you look at his on the field leadership. Look at his on the field leadership. Tell me where he has led this baseball team. Tell me. Because he was that guy. He was on the struggling teams in 12, 13, 14, 15 it clicked, 16 it clicked. But what, who else was on that team? 2015, they had a spark plug of Jonathan Herrera. He ended up having the hands on the helmet. They provided a lot of things there. Miguel Montero. There was some leadership on the team. 2016, David Ross was the heart and soul of that team. And Anthony Rizzo relied on him like a crutch because he was still young at the time. All of these players were so relied on David Ross as being their leadership guy. Jason Hayward, also a leadership guy. 2017 rolls around. It didn't really have the same feel. You saw the offense break at the end of 17. They ended up making it to the NLCS after a great series in the NLDS against the Washington Nationals. 2018, the offense completely broke. They lost the wild card game against the Rockies. 2019 missed the playoffs. And 2020, if it wasn't for Ian Happ, they wouldn't have even won that many games to get to the playoffs. So the offense together as a unit broke. Don't even speak to their postseason success. Baez, 221, six home runs 
runs, 41 strikeouts. Rizzo, 205 average, six home runs, 38 strikeouts. Bryant, two, 229 average, six home runs, 51 strikeouts in the let, let me let, let me stop you there. You have changed the narrative once again. This isn't about team success. Yes, it is. No, 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 no. I let you have your little soliloquy moment. You talk about, you're talking about team success. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about the heart and soul of the city of Chicago and what the Cubs brought to the table in 2016 when they won. Yes, you are absolutely right. Ross was a big part of that. He was the heart of that team that year. But Anthony Rizzo has been there when there were the struggles. Then he saw the mountaintop. And then he was still grinding when they were going to NLCSs, still leading that team. I don't want to sit, I don't want you to sit here and bash him because Javi Baez is hitting bad. Nobody, nobody talks bad about Mike Trout and never making it to the playoffs. And he's the best player in baseball. We're not going to question whether what kind of leader he is. I'm just talking about the what he brings to the baseball field and what he means to that organization and that team. There is no denying that Anthony Rizzo was a pivotal. Probably the, the key to that team since he since he's been there. And yes, he's he was young, but he did grow and he did become a leader and he did win a World Series and he was in the NLCS. And then here comes Javi Baez and Chris Bryant, these young guys, and they you can't tell me they didn't look to Rizzo as a leader because he absolutely was that guy. Yes, he might have not have had the greatest success in the postseason, or these numbers you're throwing out about guys in the postseason. But that doesn't speak to leadership. That's performance-based. I'm talking about the leadership of the, on the baseball field, of a baseball player. Sometimes that's, guys fail. That, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I, I personally don't see a ton of leadership. Like, I know he was great in the community, great guy, and really wore the – they, they, they talk about putting the C on the chest. You know how the hockey has a captain or something like that. I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if Rizzo deserved that, but Rizzo was definitely a big part of the Cubs' success, and he has deserved a lot of that. But I, I do bring up one point. The reason they were all moved, they were all on expiring contracts. Everyone was up at the end of the season, so they're all rentals. Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, and Jed Hoyer, the general manager of the Cubs, came on ESPN 1000 and said, I can put my head on a pillow at night knowing I gave my best effort with the contract extensions offered and he also said their contracts then will hold up on the market today. So he basically said they're going to get less money. And then Anthony Rizzo was on that show today and they asked him that same question. And he backed up for about three seconds and says, I, I don't I don't understand why you why you go public about that. He says, I don't I don't think it's a situation. And his words exactly. There was a common denominator why all three did not sign extensions, whether that's ownership, whether that's the general manager. He also said that he, he realized that core brought the first championship for over 108 years to the city of Chicago. And he thought that they were valued a lot of money and granted the offense together as a unit has been broken as a while uh, for a while. That's why they parted ways with Schwarber in the off season. They were trying to find a way to get more consistent and it, it seemed like they were just hitting a wall where their prices were a little bit too hefty. But you also have to look at the ownership side one more time. The ownership side, Tom Ricketts, has gone over the luxury tax in 2018 and 19 consecutive years and did not see any success other than a wild card berth. So you can't really blame ownership. You can't really blame uh, the players there. It's just a tough situation for the Cubs. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's going to be back, but it seems like uh, it's a tough heartbreak. 
They are definitely going to be rebuilding now after losing those three guys. Um, two other big names I want to get to before we move on to the main event here. Um, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Max Scherzer was dealt to the Dodgers. Uh, I'm be honest, Trevor Bauer being out, Max Scherzer on this team is ridiculous. Uh, you know, with Bueller and Kershaw coming back, uh, this team is going to be in a good position to make a prime run at another World Series title. I don't know how baseball teams let this happen. I don't know how they didn't just throw everything just to keep the Dodgers from getting Max Scherzer. Because, uh, you know, he is kind of getting older, but he's still a lights-out pitcher. Uh, Max Scherzer with that with that team is just um, – uh, they're going to be tough to beat. So, what, what, uh, Max Scherzer, we know. He's good. What does Trey Turner do for the Dodgers? Oh. Trey Turner brings it, man. Trey Turner, he 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 is what you want on your baseball team. He is a he's a five-tool player. He has positional versatility. You can stick him out in center field if you want. You could put him at second base, put him at shortstop. Doesn't really matter. He's gonna come in there and rake. He does have issues with the finger. Uh it's something that he's been bothered multiple years now. But I mean, other than that, he, he's really just a great player that can plug in, brings a lot of speed to your team. I mean, he's hit for the cycle multiple times in his career, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, the guy's he's a triples machine he brings a lot to the table and one note on him he has an extra year of control for next year Corey Seager's a free agent at the end of the year so could potentially be moving on from Corey Seager or right now it looks like they're both going to be playing up the middle which is going to be pretty scary yeah very scary uh, actually fun fact uh, Mookie Betts played a game at second base the other day uh, his original position I thought that was really cool he's my favorite player Dylan for the fans in the chat, while they're sharing the show and people want to know where to find us, why, why don't you tell everybody where they can where they can watch the show? You can find us on Twitter at roughcut underscore sports. You can head on over to Facebook, check us out at roughcut sports, and on Instagram at the roughcut sportscast. And be sure to head over to YouTube, Rough Cut Sportscast. Type it in, click the subscribe button, click the bell for the notification so you know when we are live, and make sure you tell everybody. And be sure to follow and subscribe on YouTube. Like Dylan said, we are making the switch, the transition over to YouTube. Football season's coming. It's going to happen. We got to get those subscribers up. Also, make sure you're make sure you're supporting the show. Get the merch. We got T-shirts on sale made by Milani. Um, and then shout out to Belly Up for um, being a part of the Belly Up Network. Is always It's always good. They got a lot of good shows over there. So shout out to them as well. All right, Dylan, it is time. Let's get into it. Main event, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! It's the wild, wild west. I wish I, I should have had some Will Smith in that in that uh, in that role there, that tape there had a little bit of wild, wild west there. That's right. Yeah. We are talking NL West. Uh, I mean, there's no better way to piggyback off of the conversation we just had with the Chris <laughs> Bryant news the, and the Dodgers. And the West is insane right now. Three of the best teams in baseball with the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants going at it. My hometown Giants, um, one of the best teams in baseball. 
what do we make of this? Where do we go? What do we make of this division? Who's going to win? Because I don't know. And who has the upper hand after the Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Chris Bryant, all these trades? I, I, I'm going to give the edge to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I, I don't know why, but I just feel like everyone knows that their team right now on paper is better than the uh, San Francisco Giants. But the Giants just continue to win. So I, I do think that it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, you look at their rotation. You mentioned the three studs. You talk Bueller, you talk Scherzer, and you talk Kershaw. But you didn't even bring up Julio Urias, who is second in the NL and wins. I mean, that guy just goes out there, takes the baseball, and wins games. And, I mean, they're, they're their team is loaded. And I, I think they're going to get healthier in the second half with Seager back. Turner will be coming off the COVID IL. I think they're in great in a great position to go out and win. I mean, heck, Cody Bellinger might be the worst player in their lineup right now. <laughs> it's crazy. I was, I, was, uh, I was watching the Dodger game the other day. And when the trades happened, I was just thinking about optimal lineup, right? Like, what is a, what is a starting lineup look for them? And then I'm thinking, I'm like, well, okay, it's, um, it's now Trey Turner. It's Mookie Betts. It's Justin Turner. It's Max Muncie. It's Cody Bellinger. It's um, Will Smith. AJ Pollock. Will Smith. Uh, I don't even know. Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor made the all-star game. Yeah, Chris Taylor was an all-star somewhere in there, right? Um, And then, you know, you're obviously with a Kershaw or a Bueller or uh, a Max Scherzer. It's insane. Like you you as a team just don't want to face a lineup like that. And then when you have to look on the other side and you see the arms that they have as well, it, it it's as a Giants fan, I, I'm excited for what the Giants continue to do because that you're right. They continue to win. And I don't know how they're doing it really. Um, but they've always seemed to have these runs in you know, yeah. certain years where they just, it's like this Cinderella story. But when the Dodgers made those moves, I told myself we're in trouble. The, the thing and, that concerns and I don't me. claim them, but they're in trouble. The Giants, they're, they're a weird team. I mean, they're a team that could honestly be a wild card and go on and win it. They've done it two times over the last 10 years where they just snuck in and found a way to win, 2010 and 14. They just they, they come out and they perform in the right spot. And a lot of that core is still in place with Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey. They, have, they still have the guys there. But one thing that concerns me a little bit, uh, Kevin Gosman's been roughed up a couple times in his last few starts. I know it's still a, a small sample size after the All-Star break, but he, he's seen himself in some trouble. So he's got to be the Kevin Gosman of the first half and the second half, and you're also going to have to find to get some more innings uh, out of Anthony DiSclefani. The rest of the pitching staff, I think, is really going to be tested. But adding Chris Bryant's a huge, huge addition to their team. Darren Ruff's been playing great baseball for them. Lamont Wade stepped up. I think maybe you've tried to find a way to get Yastrzemski some less at-bats because he hasn't had the best year as of late. But Bryant gives them the versatility. Even when Longoria and Belt come back, stick them in the outfield. It doesn't hurt. He could play center field. I mean, there's a lot to move around with this Giants team. And I think they're still in a great position that they're not going to fall out of the out of the playoff race that they just might lose the division to the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much all of that. Um, Tatis being hurt for the Padres is going to hurt them as well. But those aren't just those aren't the only three teams that you know benefited or or were hurt from the trade deadline. There there's some teams that you wanted to bring up. So let, so let's go right into it. Let's talk about some of the teams that either helped themselves or hurt themselves at the deadline. Um, first team, who do you want? 
Let's go with the Philadelphia Phillies. Honestly, the Phillies surprised me. If you look at the standings right now, the Phillies are two games out of first place in the NL East. They added Kyle Gibson. Look at him in his first start against the Pirates, getting some missed bats there. I mean, he he brings a lot to their rotation. They gave up a lot to get him. Ended up spending, sending Spencer Howard, a high prospect as of late, uh, over to the other end. But great, great move by the Phillies, trying to go in to win. Uh, Bryce Harper's had a great year so far this year. He's kind of been under the radar, hitting above 295, 13 home runs. So, Harper's playing well. They're, they're finally getting some production, and Zach Wheeler's been good on the hill. I think the Phillies are in a nice position right now. They added to their bullpen a little bit as well. So I think the Phillies, I mean, I wouldn't sleep on the Phillies is what I'm trying to say. The Mets, they made their big move of getting Javier Baez and Trevor Williams in that deal, but the Phillies are two games out of first place. Yeah, and when you actually mentioned that, mentioned that to me in, um, through a text or pre-show, I didn't realize how close the Phillies yeah. were, um, and, and they really are. They're, they're right there. Um, I do like the the Kyle Gibson um, addition, and it gives them another arm, and, and you never know. Like, if Bryce Harper gets hot and, like, just starts to do what he – he has a tendency to do at times throughout seasons where he just goes on a tear, um, that team could be, could be one to watch. Um, I'm going to bring up the next one because I don't really want to talk about this team. Because you said week one, you were all over this team, and I gave you some shit for it. But I have to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, you they talk- have been playing lights out. Go ahead. I'll let you have the floor. Go ahead. You talk about the Phillies getting hot with Bryce Harper. Remember when the Brewers came out of nowhere with Christian Yelich? That's what I think the Phillies can end up doing with Harper. But looking at this Brewers team right now, since adding Willie Adamas, they're like 43 and 19, I think it was. I mean, they're putting up crazy, crazy numbers. They're winning ball games. They added Eduardo Escobar. They're doing everything well. And if you go back to our inaugural episode, I know this is hard for you to listen to because I said, I'm going to Vegas and I'm punching the ticket. And you said, well, you're losing your money or whatever you said. I, I, say, I said they need to add a first baseman. They need to be aggressive to get the hitters the way they needed to get the pitchers a few years ago they added rowdy to they added a versatile piece on the infield and eduardo escobar and look at eduardo escobar's stats i mean this guy is better than javier baez baez this year is hitting uh 244 23 home runs 67 rbis meanwhile if you look over at the stats of eduardo escobar he is hitting 246, 23 home runs, similar to Baez, three more RBIs with 70. And he didn't cost near as much as Javier Baez did uh, for the New York Mets. So kudos to the general manager there in uh, Milwaukee to add some pieces to that. They already have the three-headed horse in the rotation. They already have a great bullpen with Devin Williams and Josh Hader. I'm excited to see this Brewers team in the postseason because they're built to win. This is my thoughts on the Brewers. Colton Wong and Jackie Bradley play D. I have no thoughts. Let's move on. Uh, the Brewers are playing well. I can't. I can't deny it. All right, rapid, rapid fire. Two more before we get to the Yanks. Um, two other teams that you are wanting to talk about, like that, either made themselves better or got worse or didn't do anything at all. The Oakland A's got better. Uh, let's talk about them. You know, it was adding Starling Marte and Josh Harrison, two former teammates uh, with Pittsburgh are finally gelling back together. Adding Starling Marte helps their defense a ton. You put them in center, you put the strong-armed Lori, uh, Ramon Laureano in right field. That team is built. But you also look at the potential AL wildcard. I know we'll get into it with the Yankees. There's a lot of teams there. The Blue Jays added Jose Barrios. Um, and it's, it's a dreaded race right there, all separated by three games with Seattle, Toronto, 
Toronto, New York, Oakland, and Boston all in the wild card spot. So only two can make it, but a, a good addition by the A's. And speaking of Boston, I know you had some thoughts on them and whether they did or did not do anything. Yeah, they uh, – I, I'm not liking it. I do like that kid right there, Tan, Tanner Houck. He gets to go take the ball on Saturday. Young kid. They do get Chris Sale back, so they're putting a lot of stock into him. But I don't know if that's all I do. They added Kyle Schwarber. They're going to teach him first base, the good line from Moneyball. <laughs> they're going to teach him first base. <laughs> yeah, to, you can teach him first base. It's incredibly hard. But uh, anyway, <laughs> you look catch at the ball. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, catch the ball. Yeah, what about one of the fans? Yeah, you can teach one of them. But no, uh, Kyle Schwarber first base, there's not really much going in. I, I really wish that uh, they would have added another arm to their rotation because I think that's a weakness for them right now. But they're putting a lot of stock into Chris Sale in a, in a a very competitive AL East. We, we we've touched on the we've touched on the Cubs and all you know getting rid of all their basically all of their talent. We touched on the teams we thought make a run in the second half. One thing we didn't mention was Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and Anthony Rizzo all went yard in their first game with their new team. And I bring up Anthony Rizzo last because the New York Yankees not only add, added Anthony Rizzo but they also added Joey Gallo. Two big left-handed power bats for that short portion right field in New York. I think the question remains, and this goes out to the chat too, because I think the Yankees are always a huge topic. Is this enough for the New York Yankees to get back in the race and to make a playoff push? Were they only two left-handed bats away? <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think this team is still not crafted to win. I know they're winning baseball games right now, but I, I, I truly believe they're putting a lot of stock into Luis Severino, uh, similar to the Red Sox putting stock into Chris Sale. They're trying to get a healthy Severino to help the rotation out. They're trying to get a healthy Corey Kluber coming back. They have a lot of ifs on their team still. And I know I went on this rant a few weeks ago on the Yankees saying you didn't build your team with the uh, left-handed power you need in that short porch the way Granderson and many others abuse that short porch in, in Yankee Stadium. But I, I think they're still in a spot where this helps their offense, but they also uh, – Brian Cashman made these moves to save his job, it seemed like, because I, I, I think right now I don't think any other year the Yankees – would be this far out of first place with four competitive teams in the division, three games back of a wild card, and bye. I mean, I, I don't see why they would add pieces, uh, especially a rental in Anthony Rizzo, to, to their team. And I think uh, left-handed power helps their lineup, but it's not going to get them over the hump. When, when they acquired Joey Gallo, um, I just laughed. I thought it was a typical, <laughs> a typical Yankees move. Um, adding Rizzo, I started to think a little bit more. But I'm with you. I just don't think it's enough. I think there's too many good teams in the American League. Um, I'm not sure about their pitching staff. And they've been – they've just found way to, ways to lose games. Like, just they, – they just found ways to lose. And, I, and I'm not sure what it is. I think they kind of need to take a look at kind of their philosophy within the organization on how they're building this roster. But I don't think it's enough. I think there are too many good teams in baseball when you talk about even the Red Sox who might not have done enough. But – They've been playing well all year, similar to the Giants in the in the National League, and they still have guys like Devers and Bogarts and J.D. Martinez, and then you get a Chris Sale back, and then you got the Blue Jays who are, are a young, up-and-coming team, and then you have the White Sox. It's just the Astros, obviously. The A's got better. I think it's too much for the Yankees to overcome. So, Yankees fans, unfortunately, you got some more names on your roster like you've had for the past 15 years or whatever it's been, 11 years, but it's still not enough. So I don't think the Yankees have it. 
Dylan, one more, one more thing I want to show, and this is for a special shout out to our normal producer, Vinny Milani. I've been saving this one um, all night. And this was Javi Baez first time in a New York Mets uniform. As you can see, he, look, he looks kind of good in the uniform. I like the Mets, a Mets, you know, uniform on him. It's similar colors, but got the orange. And what does he do? He goes yard off of Mr. No-No himself, Wade Miley, by the way. Um, and, and I think the biggest part was right there. You see Francisco Lindor, who's been hurt, coming out and how excited he is to be on the same field as a Javi Baez. And that middle infield, I'm telling you right now, is the best middle infield in baseball. And if they can somehow lock Javi Baez up they will. next year, that is going to be a deadly combination. Yeah, that's, I mean, up the middle, that's that's what they that's what they did. They're both from Puerto Rico. They both moved to Florida. And I remember hearing, I can't remember who it was on MLB Network, but they said they, they played against each other in high school, and there were scouts there. They were both went like six for eight in the game with like two home runs on each side. And they're like the scouts didn't know who to talk to after the game because they were blown away by how good both of them were. And now they're playing together on the big stage. So good good thing for them. Javi uh, Baez in New York makes a lot of sense. He likes the big city, loves the fans. He's a performer, and you put him on the same field with Lindor, it can only help. We, we have a request from a very special fan. Um, yeah, he wants, to, he wants me to roll it back. He wants to hear the Dylan call and uh, he wants you to what did that guy tell you to call? And you don't say it yet. I want you to call it. I'm going to play the clip again. Let's hear the classic smoothest voice in sports casting. Dylan Kearns on the call. Once I can find the clip, where did it go? Oh, it's gone. Hold on. Here we go. Baez digs in Mets debut one one count. Miley looks in, gets the sign, delivers the one-two, blasted to deep left field. Oh, Kawabunga! Javier Baez in his Mets debut makes it a 4-3 ball game, and you see the respect from Francisco Lindor. Mets fans cannot believe it. Baez hits his first home run with the Mets, 23rd on the season. Standing ovation, my brother, standing ovation. This is why you are the smoothest voice in sports casting dylan that is all the time we have for tonight uh it was it was an honor to be back in the saddle with you i missed you for the for the couple of weeks that Vinny was here acting like he was talking baseball um it's good to be back and um why don't you tell everybody one more time let me load up these socials one more time where they can find us before we give our final piece well, they can find us on Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports, on Facebook at RoughCut Sports, and on Instagram at the RoughCut Sportscast. Head on over to YouTube, click, uh, type in RoughCut Sportscast, and click subscribe, click the bell, tell everybody. <laughs> Channeling is inner AJ there. That's right. Make sure we're telling everybody. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Help us get to 200, and be sure to make sure you just just share the show. That's all you have to do. We don't want to have to threaten you. We don't want to bring the, the, the mean guys back. We just want you to share, 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 and subscribe to the show. Dylan, any last words? I do have a last words going back to the Yankees thing real quick. If the Yankees make the playoffs, they would probably end up in the wild card spot. And they would likely play either the Rays or the Red Sox. Garrett Cole's combined record against the Rays and the Red Sox this year is two and five in the games that he has started. 
So it could potentially be an elimination and, and go all in to get eliminated in the wild card game. Oh, well, two things. Number one, um, yes, Vinny, we, we're working on this. He, he did have a last word. And, and secondly, um, so you're telling Yankee fans there's a chance. And with that, that is the end of Diamond Talk. Yankee fans, you have a chance. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, right here, the Rough Cut Sportscast. We may have something special. We may not. Who knows what's going to happen with the Rough Cut Sportscast. We got a lot to get to this week. Be sure to tune in. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I think I got all three covered. Make sure you're watching Rough Cut Sportscast, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, peace out. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.